Good afternoon, passengers. This is Captain Bot 5000. Stars shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper, I love you. Well, they are not. We've lost the roof to the fuselage. We're going in hot. Have a nice flight. Piloting the Pilots, the podcast. My name is Aaron. With me, as always, is my Sandman Cameron. How are you doing today, honey? Um, bringing you a dream. <laughs> I'll make it the best one that you've ever seen. Oh, God. <laughs> Why are you rhyming? Mr. Sandman. Oh, right. That dumb song. I was wondering if they were going to play that in a weird, creepy moment while he was, like, slaughtering people. Well, I've been reading the comic books, as you know. And that's his theme song? It's like that. Nice. You can now you have a visual yeah. of dream yeah. with that song going on in the background. It would be fucking creepy, yeah. and I'd love it. Actually, I'm surprised. I, I bet you they do it. I bet okay. you would this day and age with the way they like to like take like like and old distort music it and like yeah put it in a put minor it, put key. in like Leaky Lee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like uh, what was the one that really did it? Um, Oh, I remember, like, Age of Ultron came on, yeah. and they did, like, the, I've got no strength. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Disney owns that one. Yeah. I'm surprised, actually, as I said, that the title card for this was Warner Brothers, mm. with all the mess that's going on. Like, first of all, I was like, well, it's a good thing this wasn't on HBO Max, because they would have canceled it before it came yes, out. Yes, exactly. Been like, it's too woke. It's too woke. It's going to offend everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we can't have a Batgirl. Nope. But uh, but yeah, this is Warner Brothers. So I was actually surprised it was on Netflix. But, you know, it's good. Good it is. Have we seen anything cool this week? We watched Prey yesterday. Oh, yeah. Prey was awesome. Do Prey. Prey. Yeah. Okay. So as some of our listeners may or may not know, I'm a big Alien and Predator franchise fan. <laughs> Huge fan. Big Huge time. Big time fan. Um, so I was really excited to see Prey come out. I, that was really cool. And I was not disappointed. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was great, too. I yeah. mean, this was my review on Letterboxd for it, okay. was that I love Predator movies. Yeah. This is the first one that's actually probably, like, a legitimate movie. Oh, yeah, this movie. one's, like, legit good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, the rest of them are wild and crazy. Stick around. <laughs> yeah, it gets... I mean, come on. You're one ugly motherfucker. Exactly. You know? It's awesome. Like, let's not kid ourselves that they're good movies. None of them are what good. Are, what are you talking about? Well, they're enjoyable. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're enjoyable, but they are not, like, legitimately good movies. This is actually a legitimately good yeah, movie. Yeah, this was really good. And someone was saying online, which I agreed with too, is like, what he liked about it was that the Predator. It, like, inserts itself into a movie already in progress. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is the best yeah. way. And, like, the first Predator movies like that, they were, like, just yeah. on a, a... Yeah, they were taking down some drug cartel in Colombia or wherever. Yeah, and then the, the Predator And then the Predator's shows, there. Shows up. That's, like, the 
best predator premise ever. Yeah, this is just like we're a bunch of Comanches yeah. and one of our people got kidnapped by a, a mountain lion, lion and we're dealing and with that. What is this? Oh my god, there is a Thunderbird slash Predator. Oh, and the, yeah, and then there's like French trappers. Yeah. yeah so we can because have there's a always body count. Yes. And I was like, ooh, I can't wait to watch them die. <laughs> yeah. As soon as they showed up, it's like, ooh, that's a lot of people. Oh, that's a die. lot of people. <laughs> Thrilled about this. Because you're not scared for her, because you know oh, she's going to be fine. No. Yeah, she's, she's fine. our Ripley. Yeah, she's our Ripley. Yeah. yeah, but I would love to see more Predator films in mm. the future, like set in different eras. Like yeah. Predator versus Vikings. Yeah. Predator versus like Samurai or, yeah. Yeah, or something like that. It would be it. really, really neat. cool. Yeah. We watched that, and then we also watched A Light Year yesterday. Oh, yeah, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It's confusing. I have, okay, I don't <laughs> like it. Okay. However,. I think it's going to be really popular in about 15 years. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Because I think people will be like, this was really underrated. I think the problem with Buzz Lightyear this, in this movie yeah. is that it's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. That held it back because I think it had an, a really good storyline. Mm-hmm. But the whole Lightyear stuff kind of just gave it this weird twist that didn't belong. Right, yeah. I think maybe they should have just done it straight up. As like a sci-fi fantasy, and I think that would have been really good. That's kind of what my criticism was about it. To me, it felt very much written at a corporate board table. Yeah. Like, we need to do something with the Toy Story property. Mm -hmm. What are some ideas? Oh, what if we did the movie that Andy, you know... Yeah. Like, watch why he liked Buzz Lightyear. It, it felt very cold, like, very calculated yes. how it was made. Yes. Not saying it was bad, necessarily, no. but it was very by-the-numbers, like, mm-hmm. this is the beats we have to hit. Yeah. Where it didn't feel like someone was sitting at home one day and was like, I have a great idea for a Buzz yeah. Lightyear movie. It was mm-hmm. more... It was reverse-engineered. Yeah, it was weird because they, they took everything good about Star Wars and they mm-hmm. took everything good about other sci-fi, not Star Trek. Mm-hmm. There was no. none of that in there. <laughs> none of that. But they even reuse the sets from yeah, Star Wars, yeah. and they make this offhand joke about it. Right, right, right. But it was like, that was the problem. It did feel very manufactured. Yeah. It was weird. There was something not right about it, and I think it was the whole Toy Story aspect of I it. I think so, too. Now, see, I was watching it, too, and I leaned over to you at one point. We had taken an edible at this point, so we were yeah. very, like, yeah. just watching this thing. Yeah. And uh, I leaned over to you, and I was like, I don't think Andy would have liked this movie. This right. doesn't feel like the movie that Andy would have liked. Yeah, and, However, and I agreed. And then, ten minutes later, we have Jake, our ten-year-old, Andy's age. Like, bouncing off. Bouncing the, off the walls. He loved it so much. Cr- you know, crying when something sad yeah. happens, like mm-hmm. just totally immersed in. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, I it's know. very effective, yeah. But I, it just felt very well. Here's the problem: mm. Toy Story, the original, was made for us. Mm-hmm. Buzz Lightyear is made for Jake. Yeah, it just, you know, it's made for different generations, and mm-hmm. that's always my complaint with Star Wars. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, this wasn't made for us. Yeah, it was made for our kids, not. For us. Yeah, exactly. And it shouldn't be made Just for like us. the prequels were made for me because I, I was young at that time. You were of the age. That, yeah, that, that's, yeah, they were made for me, and which is why they're special to me. Exactly. Yeah, I. that's how I feel about Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It wasn't but, made for me. But speaking of things that were made at a different time and they're being <laughs> redone in the modern era, yeah. today we watched Netflix's long anticipated adaptation of The Sandman. The Sandman. Now, this has been something that's been in gestation for 30 years, since basically it was first mm. incepted. Really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, there's been times where Neil Gamer was like, he didn't like what they were going to do with it. Right. And then not too, too long ago, maybe like 10 years ago, 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt wanted to do a version of it. Right. And that was, like, picking up a lot of steam, but then there was, like, creative mm-hmm. uh, problems, and he had to walk away from it. So this mm-hmm. is, like, the latest venture into doing I, it. I can see a lot of media rejecting these ideas. Yeah. Especially even 10 years ago. Well, and especially 30 years and ago. And especially They would have wanted ago. to make a lot of changes. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's coming out at a time where it could be more broadly accepted. Yeah. Um, it's I, at least allowed to be itself. Yeah. Which is nice. I think it definitely has to straddle a certain line of entertainment versus artistic vision. Mm-hmm. And I think probably 30, this is speculation on my part. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking 30 years ago, they were like, the Sandman's going to run around and fight crime. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and I think Joe, I don't know him personally, obviously, but Joe Gordon Levitt, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would have gone. In a different direction. I right. think his would have been really psychedelic and, like, yeah. really crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been too much the other direction. Mm-hmm. So I think this, not to spoil too much, I think it's hit somewhere in the middle there. Okay. Do you want to give us a show synopsis? I, You know, this is so new. I almost forgot to do an outline for this, so I don't wow. have an episode synopsis, but I'm sure we'll go over it as oh, we're, we're discussing. Sure. So. There's our show synopsis right there. Upon escaping after decades of imprisonment by a mortal wizard, (laughs) Dream, the personification of dreams, sets about to reclaim his lost equipment. (laughs) It's a lost equipment that he hides with his hand in very convenient ways. Oh, my God. We never get to see Dream's equipment. No, we never do. And we were looking. (laughs) There was very convenient hand placement or like... Very awkwardly, though. It was like watching an episode of Austin Powers of always having like a sausage covering his sausage. (laughs) You know, something stupid like that. The one that got me at the end was when he was on the beach. Digging for the sand and his hand is very conveniently placed. It's very... It's cupped (laughs) just so. Just so. And it's like, just either show us his dick... Or put some... Clothes on the stage. He's in a dream now. Puts a, you know, he could be made of sand. I don't know. Or just don't show that angle. I don't know. But that was just like, it was really distracting because it was clear he was having his little dick. Yeah. (laughs) It was pretty funny. But, you know, all props to Jim Sturgis. I, I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to be that naked. He was naked. He for was the whole, naked a lot. He was naked for the pretty much the whole yeah, show. A lot. And that takes some guts. Yeah. Oh, and just a quick note I, I, before we get any further into Sandman. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that First Kill, our our lesbian vampire show, yes. has officially been canceled. Of course it has. And people are, yeah, of course it has. Of course it has. Of course, people are very upset about yeah. it. And again, I, I don't know if we said this at the time or not, but I mean, like, I think it has its audience for sure. Yeah. And I'm sure they're very passionate about it. Yeah. But they made it a mature rating because they're lesbians. Yeah, they made it a mature rating. And so rating. it couldn't hit its audience that it needed to hit. And I don't think it was... I feel like it was very much Sandman mm-hmm. 1991 where it's like, yep. let's fight crime! <laughs> like, it, it just wasn't allowed to be its own thing. It's, yeah. just, it's a shame. I think there was a good premise yeah. there. And oh, now, I think so too. And now people are going to use that as an excuse not to make more... Yeah you know, gay-centric exactly. uh, paranormal shows, and it sucks. Although what I can tell you with my own business is I'm getting a lot more sapphic Regency romances. So write so them sapphic Regency romances, guys. They're, they're trending, and they're about to be really big. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I feel like in this day and age, not a lot of women want to watch it. Or I, I think dudes are really... The PR on dudes is well, not Well, here's the problem. Right the reason why... <laughs> 
historical ROMs uh-huh. are now are making a huge splash uh-huh. is because those men aren't recognizable in modern society. Right. So therefore, we can pretend that those men in the past, which are a ten times worse yeah, 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 yeah. than modern men, <laughs> were were better. They're fantasy. Yeah. They don't exist, which is why the billionaire romances are dead in the water. Dead. Because we see the billionaires, they're disgusting guess assholes, guess, and they've ruined our fantasy. Guess when the bottom of the market fell out on that one? Yeah, you can 2016. guess. 2016. <laughs> the exact day. I had to go in and change tie colors on right. billionaire romances. Oh, were they gold or something? No, they were red. Red, red. Red yeah. or blue. I had to go in and make them all black. Mm-hmm. And even then, that didn't help anything. Yeah. It's, it's, but that's what I'm saying is it's like these men in regencies mm-hmm. are now unrecognizable. Yeah. As, as men. Yeah, yeah. You know, I totally, I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, even, oh, I don't want to diminish it, but like. It's cool, I guess, how like art really does reflect society. Yes, it does. And I don't. I'm saying even romances, and that feels reductive and diminishing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is like nothing is spared from that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. all the art you see. I mean, like even like commercials. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, you see it in everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of wild. Uh, but anyway, back to the Sandman. This was uh, starring Tom S- Naked Man Sturridge <laughs> as Dream. He was in Fairy Tale, A True Story, and The Boat That Rocked. I hope that's about a boat that, like, starts a band. <laughs> Voiced by Jack Black. <laughs> just spit on oh, you. Okay, quick <laughs> insert here uh, is it, wait, of, of the trailer that we saw at the end of Sandman. Yeah, yep, yep. With the talking f***ing bird voiced by Patton Oswalt. All right, Patton Oswalt. I'm sorry. I like the dude just fine. I love him. But he is becoming a bit of a voice over Chris Pratt. I have issues with a talking f***ing raven. I don't have a problem. Well, the, the raven talks in the in the comics. I'm fine with Mm-mm. that. Jessamy didn't talk. And Jessamy won my heart. Won your heart. Didn't need to talk. Didn't need to f***ing talk. Yeah, I... The thing with Pat Oswalt's voice is it's so recognizable. Yeah. And, like, in the trailer, anyway, it's very much, like, Cloris Leachman. Yeah. Let's get the f*** out of here. He says f***ing twice in the trailer. Yeah. He has two speaking lines, like, well, f*** it, let's go to hell. Yeah. We're f***ing doing this. It's like. (laughs) Dreams don't f***ing die. (laughs) Twice. He says that one twice. It's like. It's like, this is a really Shitty trailer. <laughs> like, really? I, I don't think Patton Oswalt's why we're here. Right. <laughs> and I would have let liked maybe a less comedic voice in that role if you're mm. going to voice the Raven. Right. But that's for later, the, the episode that was not in this episode Right, today. so we can't talk about that. We can talk about the trailer, I suppose. <laughs> well, and, I, and I'm looking at this, and like most of the actors I have on this weren't even in this episode. Uh, eventually, we'll have Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. She's so cool. She's so cool. She's, so she's a big. Cool. She's a big sticking point for these insults. I know. How dare you make Satan a woman? <laughs> Satan has to be a man with a dick. <laughs> Wow. Um, it's Pitchfork Dick. What they need to do is take a look at the video game Colonel <laughs> Instinct. <laughs> that will blow their fucking minds. <laughs> she was in Wednesday, Wooden's Day, mm-hmm. and Wizards vs. Aliens. Nice. I like that you didn't go with her main stuff. <laughs> I never go with these people's main stuff. Never, ever, and I never will. Oh, For so. those of you who don't know, she was in Star Wars as Captain Phasma <laughs> and in Game of Thrones as something else. I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I didn't watch it. We didn't watch that shit. We didn't watch it past season three, I think. It was just rape all the time. Yeah. I'm not entertained by it. And then the new season's like, there won't be sex. Just a lot of just rape. Just a lot of rape. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my problem. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. We want to make it more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, clearly women don't have sex. We're just raped. <laughs> women, women don't have sex for pleasure. No, we're just raped. That's all it is. <laughs> then we had Boyd Holbrook as the Corinthian. He wrote the the love uh, thing in the Bible. Uh, he's going to be in Indiana Jones 5, I'm assuming colonialism for profit. <laughs> and the host. Uh, we have Mason Alexander Park as Desire. He's going to be, oh, I'm sorry. I think it's a they. I, okay. I don't know. And I apologize if I'm getting that wrong. Right. But they will be in Quantum Leap, the sequel show that's coming out. And was also in Cowboy Bebop. Okay, then you know what? I'm going to watch the sequel show. Because I think there is a lot of good to be found in Quantum Leap. When it comes out, we're going to watch it. Because what we try to do I just reboots. think it was done very poorly. And very shittily, but for the time. Yes, exactly, yeah. But I think it could be a lot better Yes. updated. Yeah, yeah, I think so sort too. Sort of like Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. The, or, or Discovery. Yeah. It updated shit, and it makes it awesome. Yeah, exactly. So I'm looking forward to the new Quantum Leap. We have Jenna Coleman as Johanna Constantine. Ugh. I'm not sure I can continue watching. She grates on my nerves. Clara. Clara! (laughs) Clara Oswald. Oh, God, I fucking hate her. Uh, She was in, uh, if you didn't recognize what we were making fun of, (laughs) Doctor Who. And also, I just had a problem with her when, like, when she was with mm-hmm. Matt Smith, yeah. she just wanted to, like, get with him. And then yeah. when he, he, he trans... What was it called? Yeah. It's been a while since Yeah, then. he he turns into Peter Capaldi. And, and she's like, like, ew, you're old. old. You and your old balls. Ew, you're old. <laughs> ew. It was just a constant of that. And it had to be, like, a life lesson for her to accept yeah. someone for having gray hair. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> and then she decides she wants to be immortal for, like, thousands of years before yeah. dying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Hated that bitch. <laughs> so I don't know if I can continue watching. Well, she's gonna be a Johanna Constantine, and th- that would be Constantine that we mostly John. But um, I guess she's being gender swapped. I think I think that's a weird one though, because I think John did have an ancestor named Johanna. So I think it's kind of who a, the fuck are you talking about? Hellblazer. You. Yeah, I love Constantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Th- that's who she is. <gasps> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I don't like gender swapping. I think, honestly, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that John mm-hmm. is probably owned by more of the DC universe. Right, okay. There's a couple changes that I'm going to go See, into. See, because I like John Constantine. Yeah. See, I don't like the gender swamping when it's like, oh, we're just going to take some more of a side character and make them a woman. There right. we go. Now we got women. I don't like that shit. Right. I like women being their own thing. Right. Yeah. And that, well, and like I've I've heard the argument and um about like that kind of swapping in media. Mm-hmm. The problem with it becomes when someone watches the show mm-hmm. and they're like, "Holy shit, she's really cool." Yeah. I want to read more about her. They can't. They can't because she doesn't there's no exist. Source she, material. There's yeah. no source material yeah. to go to. Because like a lot of people have put forth like well rogue of the x-men should be a black southern woman why in the x-men because it, it puts a whole racial component to her character that okay because <laughs> she doesn't have enough because <laughs> she's from the south right and, and like it becomes the whole thing yeah. but the argument i heard on the cerebro cast mm-hmm. was basically when 
okay, great. Yeah. But then when they want to go find Rogue, she's not black in the no. comics, and that kind of just hurts everything. It does. Because because they're never gonna, are... they're not going to change her in the comics. Yeah. Yeah, like, or if they mm-hmm. want to, it's like a whole big like mm-hmm. changing Nick Fury from white to black was a whole thing in the right. comics because like you had to go in and and, and make him. They basically yeah. had to do a whole event to make it happen and mm-hmm. be like, okay, now we're gonna pretend like this never happens, right? You know, so like it's 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 not easy. Yeah. So it's it's best to either take a minority character or mm-hmm. female character and push them forward yes and make them a big thing kind of like like echo she's fucking awesome right. and she's always been awesome right right echo's a great example of that she's mm-hmm. so in the comics world she's sort of a minor character but we can build her character yeah. up in the movies and the tv well, shows i loved her in the comic books before she was in tv shows and i was pissed off what they did to her right but she was like a d-list character you know what i mean yeah. like so they had this existing property, and they can just build it up. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even like the Guardians of the Galaxy are mm-hmm. like that. They were kind of a nothing yeah. thing for a long time, mm-hmm. and then they put the money and the effort behind them, and mm-hmm. they made them something. Exactly. So That's what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she was in Doctor Who, and she has a voice in Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. Ooh. Then we have Kirby Howell-Batiste. She plays Death. She's the big one that people are pissed off about. Oh, yeah? Because she's black, and Death is goth. What? So, yeah, I, it's what black people can't be goth. Goth yeah. is a state of mind, well, assways. And, and also, they're the endless. They can be whatever. They can be whatever the fuck they want. God, <laughs> open your damn minds. Why are you even watching this shit if you're not open to like, new ideas? It's like it's like someone arguing that God is a man. Yeah. It's like, well, God would be everything. God would be everything. So, uh, it's limited thinking, people. Very, but anyway, very limited. She was in Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous and Cruella. Nice, because Jake loves Camp Cretaceous. I loves that show. And uh, I just said a ton of other people. Patton Oswalt. We said David Thewlis, who I saw on the uh, show. Ah, I like him. Jolie Richardson, Stephen Fry, mm-hmm. and on and on and on. I like Jolie Richardson. Uh, Mark Hamill is going to be a voice wow. in here. So, Why of- couldn't he be the voice of the bird? Because he's going to be the voice of Pumpkinhead. So, we'll see. So he's going to sound like the Joker? <laughs> he always sounds like the Joker. They're like, wow, Mark, you're like a man of a thousand voices. Like, they all sound like the Joker. They all sound like the Joker. <laughs> um, this was released August 5th, 2022. He does a great Joker. I'm not... Oh, no. We are not <laughs> insulting Mark Hamill. Uh, no, Do no. not. Not Take on that this out podcast. Of Not on this podcast. <laughs> we love Mark Hamill. Uh, the number one song currently is Effecto by Bad Bunny, who is going to be some weird Sony Marvel character. Like, because Marvel, Sony Marvel keeps doing, like, Morbius, and they flop. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, they just hired Bad Bunny, who's, like, a musician. Okay. No acting experience. Uh-huh. And they're like... I don't remember what... It's like El Tigre or something like that. It's what? like some crazy, like, Spider-Man villain like nobody's heard of. Although we just said that you got to bring these characters yeah. back. But, I mean, like, the, it's just a disaster waiting to happen because there's no way Sony's going to do it well. Sony doesn't know how to do a movie well to save their souls. <laughs> just don't know. And the number one movie currently is Nope. So do you have any predictions for The Sanded Man? I did. I said a creepy dude will haunt people's dreams, but this will ultimately be more symbolic. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Not really what happens. Nope. (laughs) Uh, My predictions (laughs) uh, are haiku. Well, the creepy dude is haunting people's dreams. The guys with no eyes. 
Uh, oh, oh, the the guy with Con- the teeth. Uh, Corinthian. Corinthian. With his teeth eyes. He has teeth eyes. You didn't see that. I thought those were like white lashes. <laughs> no, those are teeth. Oh. And that's why he's bleeding out of his eyes. Oh, uh, because he keeps eating his eyeballs. He eats other people's eyeballs. Ew. Chomp, 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 chomp. I didn't get that. Yeah. They didn't really show it as well. Like No, I thought he was just bleeding. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had no eyes. Um, my prediction was an adaptation or an interpretation. Weird winds a dream's path. Wow, excellent haiku. <laughs> Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. But before we you get work to- hard on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I work harder on that than anything. <laughs> you like look over at me and I'm like counting out syllables. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, here's some dream facts for you. Yeah, all right. Okay. Uh, did you know? No. <laughs> probably not. That the Earth's geomagnetic pole can have an effect on the types of dreams we experience. Okay. Then we need to change what kind of magnets we're sleeping with because I want to have awesome dreams all the time. My dreams I are always... If- crazy and scary. I wonder if you could do something with that then. If yeah. it has something to, to do with the Earth's... Ge- I wonder if you could like fix night terrors with magnets. <laughs> 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 Using pseudoscience. Um, back in the aughts, uh, that would be the 21st century aughts, not the 20th yeah, century Yeah, that's aughts. I call them the aughts. Uh, a German doctor named Lipnicki began recording the types of dreams he had, rating them on a scale from one to cuckoo banana pants. Nice. After doing this for about a decade, he found an interesting correlation. Periods of low geomagnetic activity resulted in stranger dreams, Mm. while periods of higher geomagnetic activity resulted in more humdrum, just kind of like, I'm walking, like buying stuff at the store kind of dream. Wow, that'd be great to have a normal, boring dream. And wouldn't it be great to do nothing? I oh, mean, the worst great. dream ever is when you dream about working and then you wake up and you have to go to fucking work. That seems God. that's cruel. I and dream unusual. about working all the time, that's and then the like worst. a gator kills me. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this might sound bizarre, but there is a scientific reason for this. Okay. When there's low geomagnetic activity, the human body produces more melatonin. Ah. The hormone, then that's the hormone that regulates your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Further studies have shown that our melatonin levels affect the type of dreams we have. Why is a rhythm named after cicadas? Uh, circadian. Oh, circadian. Not, not, not circadian. Circadian. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a difference. I, I guess circle. Oh! Circle. I don't know. Okay. Uh, the Earth's geomagnetic field is produced by the Earth's core, which is affected by solar winds from the sun. So when the really? solar winds come, it kind of makes them wa- wavy. 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 More aurora borealis happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So if you can figure out how to use magnets next <laughs> to your head. You know what? I'll just sleep on them. I'll just sleep on them. <laughs> just fill my pillow with a bunch of magnets. <laughs> um, do you know what lucid dreaming is? Uh, no. All right. Lucid dreaming is the type of dreaming in which a person realizes that they are dreaming and can therefore control. Oh, I do that all the time. Okay. Interesting. Many people try to achieve this, but only one demographic of people. Mm. Oh. Oh, here's a reveal. Oh, no. Of people is able to achieve this at a higher rate. Do you want to guess what that demographic is? Sociopaths. No. Mm. Want to give another guess? No. Video gamers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
That tracks. Uh, a researcher named Jane Gackenbach did a study over a decade. So these these were like a decade long uh, thing. Well, you have to. I guess it's got to be a long time. Yeah, you've got to make sure all the variables are accounted for. And found that the mind of a video gamer is more adept at recognizing and controlling fantasy situations. (laughs) Uh, Further research has found that video gamers tend to have less frightening dreams because of this. What? No. I I always have frightening dreams, (laughs) but I always know how to kill things and and strategize around it. Let let me continue that. Okay. Since they recognize that what they're experiencing isn't real, when things get scary, they're able to essentially fight back. Yeah. Whereas most people would, like, run or whatever. Yeah. The study then showed that while video gamers' nightmares tended to be more violent, Mm. they were less scary on the whole because they were able to fight the zombies. Right, right. Okay. That tracks. That makes sense. But they are much more violent. Yeah. That (laughs) makes way more sense. Uh, 50% of all dreams are forgotten within the first five minutes of waking yep, up. Yep, yep. In 10 minutes, basically, it's all gone. It's dreams are stupid. 90% is gone in 10 minutes. You're working through all your problems in dreams. F*** you, brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I can give you this fact that the most common emotion felt in dreams is anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the reason for this seems to be that because dreams are always are ways of our uh, brains to work through our mental processes and emotions. And even though we are sleeping, our brains are still kind of dealing with that shit. Like, our daily stuff. So that's why it's, like, anxiety stuff. Mm. Even the minor stuff, your brain is always trying to deal with it. Your brain needs to calm the f*** down. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever have a dream where there's a person in there, and in the dream you recognize them, but in real life, they are nobody, like, in real life? Oh, yeah, like the hollow man? Well, I was just talking more normal people, not freaky people. Oh. Like, do you ever have a dream and there's like, it's like not me. It's like just some other guy. Yeah, yeah. And you've never seen I've them. never met them in real real life. Yeah. And they're just there. Yeah. Guess what? Oh, no. Are they dreaming about me? <laughs> no. You cannot create faces in your dream. Huh. You can only dream about faces you have seen in real life. So even though you don't like know them or uh-huh. recognize them, it could be just someone you walked past at one point. And your brain is filling in the face with some Oh, my person. God. Brains suck. So anytime you're having, like, a sex dream about some dude, I've had sex seen, with so many random dudes. You've seen that person in real life Gross. at some point. Gross. I don't want... No. I don't like this brain. I don't like it. <laughs> like it. I don't like, like it. it. The majority of people in the world believe it is possible to have a precognitive dream. Do you believe that it's possible to dream about the future? No and yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, you're not going to actually predict the future, mm-hmm. but I think your brain has worked through certain things in your head mm-hmm. that this is the probable outcome. Okay. So your brain has worked it out subconsciously, and therefore you think you can see the future, but it's not. Right. You've just seen all of the variables, and you've seen where they led. You've read the patterns, so like, you put them together, your, and waking, you see the end result. In your, in your waking mind, yeah. you could not put those pieces exactly. together, but your, your dream mind can. Yes. And then, like, then it happens. Yes. It's like, well, I, yeah, I exactly. did that. Yeah. Like deja vu or whatever. Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah, okay. That's my no yes. Okay, I gotcha. Mm-hmm. And then there's one more I didn't really include, but I'm going to bring it up. Okay. But... I am suspect of it, even though it was a study. (laughs) They said that of the political parties, Mm -hmm. Republicans have more nightmares than Democrats, than liberals. I'm the exception, then. 
Because they say, and, and like their excuse was, this is why I kind of a little suspect. Yeah, I don't like these whole, like, you're only an asshole. If well, well, <laughs> yeah. when it came to the person, like, explaining why that was, okay. it was like, because liberals are more optimistic about the future. Oh, and please. conservatives are more oh, scared of everything. And I was like, okay, I get where you're going. I just, I, I would no. need to see more. And, like, I looked for, like, the actual research data on mm-hmm. this. And... I'm suspect of it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, take that with a grain of salt. I don't believe that shit. But, you know, Because I can tell you, as a libtard, I am not optimistic at all. (laughs) Right? Well, and I wonder if that changes now because the last, like, four (laughs) whatever years or five, six years have been just a nightmare. I don't think anyone's feeling particularly optimistic (laughs) about anything right now. Everyone's just kind of like, let's hang on. Thank you. We're going to die. Um, But anyway, so those are my dream facts. Nice. Let's talk about naked Drake. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in the sand. he works out. I wonder what he does. It um, looks like a bunch of yoga. It looks like a ton of yoga. Yeah. A lot of very low-cal food. He's very skinny. He's very skinny. I think, honestly, I think his dream or Morpheus is a very difficult actor to cast. I don't know. I think and they did I think, pretty good. I think he did a really good yeah, job. Yeah. He was he really... was creepy and yet sexy. Yeah. And yet intelligent yeah. and yet charming. Yes. Like he he was all of the factors that you would want. He was yeah, he was intimidating yeah. but like also like Vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Very vulnerable. He was a very much a contradiction of himself, which I found appealing. I did think he looked a little bit like Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I did too. What was the second Spider-Man guy? Uh, Oh, he was in um, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay. If they had a baby. Well, Andrew Garfield is adorable. (laughs) Yeah, he's got to be really into the cure. Yeah, this dude is emo goth. Yeah, I, I yeah at its peak. Uh, yeah, I think um, ooh, I think the best thing to do is to like, to go over just briefly the p- plot of this particular episode, which is mostly issue one of Sandman. Okay, the first thing about issue one of Sandman uh-huh. is it really is mostly a prologue. Okay, like of it, setting up how this happened. Yeah, okay. and I think this show had the added difficulty. There's a few things that they changed that I kind of understand. Okay. But, like, the first issue of the comic is very much just the Burgess family. Mm-hmm. It's almost, like, word for word what happens. is He's looking for death. Like, first of all, this show actually starts out with a prologue prologue, which has, like, dream explaining everything. Right, yeah. <laughs> which is not in the comics. Well, I was thankful for it. <laughs> and, well, and I watched it, and I'm like, you know, this is probably good for people who are coming in completely cold. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh, this explains everything. He yeah, I'm there. I got gotcha. you. He's like, he's like, I am dream of the endless. This is my kingdom. I am this king. This is what I do. I can do anything. Um, and we meet our first gender race swapped character, okay. who's Lucienne. Okay. Who's just Lucian. No problem with that. And okay. I'm just kind of bringing this up because it's like, it's not a f- big deal. Okay. You know, like, who cares? <laughs> like, okay. I thought, And I thought she did an amazing job. Oh, yeah. I, like, uh, I, but, like, in the comic, he's just a boring white dude. You know, like. Oh, wow. Yeah, change that. Yeah, so, like, it, but, like, it made no difference. We've like, already got a super white dude as the lead. <laughs> <laughs> we got the whitest dude as the lead. He's, he's like, transparent. <laughs> he is iridescent. He is very pale. He's very pale. <laughs> very pale. 
he is... <laughs> I like the fact that one of the characters in the show calls him a Dracula. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, 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 I'm there with you, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was a gender swap person. Oh, what? <laughs> like, like that mattered. Like that, like, ma- it doesn't. Someone was sitting at home fuming, like the guard who's reading the it book. <laughs> what there was it? a man in the comics. Now it's a lady. <laughs> he. Uh, no, I only have a problem with gender swap characters when they're established to be a certain gender. Right. Like Spider Man. Right. 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 You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you swapped him, that doesn't make sense. Well, Spider Woman, she exists. She's not a swap. She's her own thing. Well, she she was a copyright protection character, like She-Hulk. <laughs> well, like, there you go. We don't want DC to take this uh, IP, yeah. so we're going to do something with it. Yeah, exactly. And they yeah. made some really great characters with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, but Like Lady Thor, I think it's stupid. Lady Thor, you think it's stupid? <laughs> I think it's stupid. Well, you've never read the comics. You no, might, I've never read the comics. You might appreciate it. I think it's stupid. <laughs> Lady Thor. Lady Thor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, it, it's this guy, and he, uh, I don't remember his name, I don't have it written down right now, but anyway, he is, I don't know if they even make it clear in the show, he's a museum curator, and he is going to the Burgess, who's basically an Aleister Crowley-type okay. diabolist character, Okay. and he wants this book from the museum, so that guy in the cart in the beginning stole that book from the museum. So that he can. I don't capture... remember the guy in the car from the beginning. Oh wait, the old man who fell asleep. Yes. And yes, then we yes. were hit up with exposition. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. The Corinthian is the monster of exposition. Every time he's he got can... a cool name. The Corinthian mm-hmm. is a good name. You know, Corinth was the the primary mecca of the Hetere, which were prostitutes. Hell yeah. Who were priestesses of Aphrodite. Yeah. And they wielded significant power and wealth. And that's why Paul went there. And, and that's was why like, Paul was like, Corinthians suck. He was like, no more sex for women. Love is kindness. Love is uh-huh. true. It's like, yeah, they got to you, didn't they? Stop having sex. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then there went women's power. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. But I still think Corinthian is a cool name. Yeah, Corinthian is a cool name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, he he gets this book, and Burgess, who... This is not in the comic now. In, in the comic... I'm going to be doing this a lot, I think, mm-hmm. of like explaining what happens in the comic. I don't think it's okay. much of a spoiler either, because the comic's like forever years old. And this was a pretty faithful adaptation. Mm-hmm. But Burgess says, I lost a son in Gallipoli. And mm-hmm. um, this other guy says, I lost my son in Jutland, which it yeah. is in the comic. That son that Burgess says he has that died mm-hmm. is not in the comic book. He just has Alex. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I think is a significant change, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I don't, because like in the comics, Alex is just sort of abused by right. him. Whereas this gives almost Burgess more of a... A reason for a being. A reason for being. Like yeah. That. Which I don't know that I particularly. I like. don't. I don't care for shit like that. Don't make the bad guy sympathetic. There and like Alex is okay. We'll get into it. But like Alex in the show mm-hmm. is made more sympathetic, where he's more complicit in the comics. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which. But he's abused. But he is abused. Okay. So so what happens in the comics uh, also is like like at one point Alex in the comics calls Burgess father and Burgess is like you will call me Magus. You know, it, but, oh, right, it, but right, in the yeah. show, when the guy comes to the door, he's like, is Mr. Burgess here? He's like, you will call him make it. Alex says it, like yeah. offers it up. And I think there's like a subtle change there that I'm not particularly into. I think right. it speaks a little bit more. I don't know. Like, it, it feels like the abuse is more 
subtle okay. in the comics. Hmm. But then again, I'm, I'm like, well, this is a TV show it and people got to know. Yeah. You know, so. They've got to actually see Kane whipping. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But instead of capturing death, which is their plan to, like, make her mm-hmm. bring back their lost kids. See, this gives Burgess more of a, a reason for wanting to capture yeah. death. Where in the comics, he doesn't have that reason. Like, he I just wants the power. He just wants the power. Mm. And I think, that again, that makes a very significant difference in that character. Yeah. You're giving him more of a sympathetic motivation, mm-hmm. which sometimes people are just fucking evil. Yeah, this dude's just fucking straight up evil. You know? like If you're going to imprison somebody for 100 years, you're straight up evil. It's almost... <laughs> I, 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 it's not quite at this level, but it's almost like the Martha thing yeah. in Batman v Superman where they're like, <laughs> both of our parents are named Martha. We, we should, should be, be besties. <laughs> like, it was, enough, it was enough for the curator to have lost his son. Uh-huh. He is betraying his job and right. his ethics because he's so... He's grieving for his son. Mm-hmm. And then he's kind of making this devil's bargain with this evil person. Now, but what happened this... to the curator, though? Oh, in the comics? Because I didn't see what happened to him. See, and that, that's explained in the comics. He is basically, at that point, he's under the thrall of... Well, not thrall of virtue. He's under his power, though. Okay. And he's forced to give him more artifacts. Because, okay. like, basically, he's got leverage over yeah. him. And then eventually, um, he gets fired because they're like are like a lot of uh artifacts are disappearing like when you're supposed to be curating this right and so he gets gets fired that's basically what happens wow now. really yeah he's not killed or anything mm, no not 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 specifically okay no. but anyway the 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 spell goes awry mm-hmm. and instead of capturing death they capture dream yeah Okay, so then this is where, like, the Corinthian comes into play. Mm-hmm. Now, the Corinthian doesn't come in until, like, much later in the series. Okay. But I think this show also needs to establish some threats. Yes. So I think it is important to kind of establish him mm-hmm. as early as they did. But then he just kind of comes to, like, Burgess and is like, hey, dum-dum, you don't know what you were doing. <laughs> yeah. This is what's happening. Yeah. Like, you might want to keep this guy under lock and key because... He will now fucking destroy he, you. He will wreck your ass if he gets out. <laughs> so don't, I hope you never see me again. Chomp-chomp. Yeah. So that's, and that's basically... And like that's the plot of the first comic. It's just, like, him being locked... Dream being locked up mm-hmm. for 100 years... Mm-hmm. One of the more terrifying things I think in the comic, and they don't bring it up in the in the show, mm-hmm. and I think it's a big mistake. And don't get me wrong, I like the, the show just fine. At one point, Dream when he like okay, in the comics they don't age slower because they have his artifacts. Mm. They just age normal. So the the Burgess Sr. dies relatively just of old age. Oh wow! Okay. With with Sandman never saying anything because he said in the in the show uh, he was he also got immor- immortality. Yeah, or just like eternal youth or something like that. Yeah, like they were able to like like all of them. Sykes, yeah. all of them get. That's not how it works in the okay. comics. Okay, and um, he just ends up dying, and then Alex just continues on with his father's doing in the comics. He's much more complicit. Ah. Uh. The bird's not even involved in the comics. Like, none of that That happens. bird was special. So, um, so, what was I saying? What was I talking about? Oh, but basically, basically, um, Burgess doesn't even know who Dream is in the show. In the mm-hmm. book, he does. He's very much like, well, we didn't get death, but we got Dream. Okay. And, oh, this is what I was going to say. Dream says at one point in the comics, a hundred years has passed. 
time passes just the same for me as it does for you. Oh, wow. Which I think is a horrifying line. Because he's like, I spent 100 years yeah. in this glass bubble, naked, yeah. while you guys poking and prodding me. Mm-hmm. Time didn't pass faster for me. Wow. I felt every yeah. second of that. Which I think is a crazy that sucks. line. But they don't say that in the move, the show, which I think uh, is kind of disappointing a little bit. It is. Because then he should have far more rage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, yes. And then ultimately, uh, it happens exactly as it does in the show with the binding circle being cut by the wheelchair. Yeah. However, in the show, they make it that Paul is yeah. on Dream's side. It's not that way in the comics. No. Okay. So that's kind of the plot of the show, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Overall. I mean, this is basically Neil Gaiman's like. A Russian death story, as you pointed out. Yeah. Like, get death in a jar. That's what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So how did I feel about this show? <laughs> I liked it. There are a lot of changes in the comics. Uh, like I said, the Corinthian is introduced way earlier. But then I was like, if you did a straight up te- adaptation of that first comic, it's kind of dry a Kind of boring, bit. yeah. Because it's, Dream has nothing to do with it. Not that mm-hmm. he has a whole lot to do with here mm-hmm. but I, I was wondering how they were going to handle this because okay. the first issue is really a lot of caption boxes because Dream right. doesn't talk but he's explaining to us yeah. what's happening yeah okay so I'm like is it just going to be voiceover for like the whole <laughs> show and there's a bit of it mm-hmm. but um, like I said they made Alex much more vulnerable and mm-hmm. com- less complicit like he's more obviously being abused right and um, I don't know that I like that. Necessarily. I don't. I like it more <laughs> being a bit of just human weakness mm-hmm. rather than like I have some emotional scar that's yeah. causing me to act this way. Yeah. Uh, I think but that... then again, I think we still had prey on our mind where it's like, just slaughter them, dream. <laughs> just slaughter just them. Just slaughter them. <laughs> um, what did you think having not read the comics? Like, how, What was your impression of the show? I thought it was quite interesting. Yeah. But um, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue watching because, A, the trailer with the talking bird really turned you off. Turned me off. So Patton Oswald is a big negatory for you. Apparently. Okay. I just think, uh, I'll, I'll let you continue. But Patton Oswald's voice is in everything now. Yeah. I feel like. Like he is the voice of Pip the Troll and the mm-hmm. Eternal. And it's like, it's, I love the guy, but he has a very distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't. It, you can't get lost in the illusion yeah. of this talking raven or Pip the Troll because you're constantly thinking, that's Patton Oswalt. It's always Sunny at Denny's. It's always Sunny at Denny's. Yeah, it's always Sunny at Denny's. <laughs> but anyway, go ahead. Go, it's my favorite joke of his. So you don't think it could continue because of Patton Oswalt? Uh, well, not really because of him. Well, no, no. Uh, but also because of how it's filmed. Right. They enjoy a fish lens and distorting things. And I get it. It's for atmosphere. It's for mood. You right. know, it's an artistic style choice. Mm-hmm. But it literally makes me physically nauseated. Yeah. So I'm not going to be continue watching it just because I don't want to feel like I'm going to vomit every two seconds. Yeah. It's giving you a little bit of like motion sickness. Yes. It's giving me motion sickness. And so I... You know, I've got to steer clear. I felt like... But I, I think the story is really cool. I would love to see Dream do his shit. Well, you definitely want to see him against Lucifer. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see that. Yeah, and, oh, and some other things I should say that are changed from the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know who's listening to our podcast. Like, if they're comics people, if they're <laughs> TV people, what, what they've done. Right. I feel like there's a little bit of overlap. Another thing that I thought was a change... Okay. 
Ethel Cripps. Okay. The woman that comes yeah. in, the blonde. In the comics, basically, things aren't as tightly circled of the Magus's group. And Sykes is the one who steals the ruby. Okay. And he starts having an affair with a woman with blonde hair. I don't believe she's okay. even given a name. Okay. And she ends up murdering him and taking the ruby. Okay. And that's how it gets lost. In this show, Ethel Cripps is having the affair with Burgess. Burgess. Yeah. She's actually given a name, which when I realized what the name was, I was like, oh, we don't get okay. to that in a second. So she's given birth to a real bad guy, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was that was pretty obvious. Yes, because what happens in the com- it's one of the more horrifying issues of the comics, which I won't spoil here. Okay. But it's it's a it's a villain because when Sandman came out, its place in comics was kind of transient. Okay. It was a Vertigo comic, which was a new imprint of DC, mm-hmm. and how those characters related to Superman mm-hmm. was not quite fully established. Okay. So in the early issues of Sandman, like Martian Manhunter and Superman and Green Lantern might show up. What? Well, yeah. I, and like even Hellblazer, okay. when that first came out, it was Vertigo, mm-hmm. still had that kind of like, sometimes Superman comes right. back. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but like, but as it went on, they kind of pushed that away. Okay. Her son becomes a villain in, like, for the Justice League mm-hmm. called, like, Dr. Destiny, I want to say. <laughs> yeah, and he's in Arkham Asylum. Okay. But, again, like we were saying about Johanna Constantine, yeah. they're obviously not doing Superman and Sandman. Right. So, so the Ethel Cripps in the comics was really just, like, a two-panel character. She, okay. Has an affair with Sykes, mm. murders him, takes the ruby. Right. This, they gave her more of a character where she was having an affair with Burgess. Yeah. And then he she gets pregnant. He wants her to have an abortion. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to have an abortion. So she then steals everything. She steals the helmet, the sand, and the yeah. ruby, plus $200,000, and has <laughs> this baby. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, that baby is going to be this yeah. villain right. later on. Right? I assumed he was going to be a real bad guy. So, like, yeah, I kind of appreciated that change. Mm-hmm. How they kind That makes of, more sense. They danced around yeah. it a little bit more. I mean, like, it does make Sykes less of a character. Well, I don't know. He's, he didn't really have much of a character in the comics. He didn't anyway. really have a role in this episode other than to be, like, a bodyguard or butler or something. Yeah, like he, who was he? You know, I like, his I don't second really... in command? I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, and then Unity, the little girl who's asleep, she's going to become a... Oh, a, like okay. A, a player later on. Or... Really? Because I thought she would be dead at this point. Well, well, not to get too upsetting, but she's asleep in a hospital during like the mid-20th century. So mm-hmm. she has a baby, if you can yeah. extrapolate what happens there. Yeah, I and figured then her, it out. And her daughter becomes a player later on. Uh-huh. <laughs> you don't see anything of that, you know. Yeah, but, I'm sure. Yeah, but still not pleasant. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think my... I'm going to try to wrap this up pretty soon because we've been talking for a while. But I think the visuals of the show, mm-hmm. going back to what you were saying about the Fish Islands, it didn't bother me as much towards the end of the episode. It felt like it was getting more okay. you know, regular. regular by the end. <laughs> right. Um, I felt like, see, I feel like some people are going to criticize some of the visuals. But for me, the visuals were very Doctor Whovian. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I really enjoyed the hands lifting the bridge. Yeah. And, yeah, it looked fake. But I was like, that's fun. I like the dragons. I like his weird mask on the doors. 
There was a lot of um, artistic uh, choices that I thought were really cool. Yeah, his ivory uh, horn mm-hmm. gate was really cool. Yeah. Uh, some of the visuals, like He him, must have killed so many elephants for that. So many elephants. Because, you know, they... you can't reproduce uh, uh, ivory. <laughs> Dream is such a poacher. He's such a poacher. <laughs> but, uh, but, like, I, I don't think it's worth necessarily criticizing those effects and I and I feel a bit of a hypocrite because we were criticizing the She-Hulk effects not long ago they fixed those they did fix them thank god now I might be able to enjoy my show I think where I have a problem with like CG graphics Mm. is I had more of a problem with She-Hulk because she looked noticeably worse than Hulk yes and there was no reason for that Mm -mm. in the same trailer yeah he looked more rendered than she did yeah she looked ridiculous it's it's like well this is her show can we put a little bit more effort yeah like why is he looking so good but she's not yeah that doesn't make any sense he actually had like hairs and veins she had nothing she was just solid state green yeah if he she looked very Jessica Rabbity I think I said it was terrible I was so angry (laughs) but they have fixed it it looks a lot better Prey mm-hmm. had some CG animals that were a bit... They were noticeably CG, but... Well, they had to be more aggressive than your normal animal. And how do you get a picture How do you get a picture <laughs> of an animal doing exactly what you want? Yeah, exactly. Like, I needed to chase it just this way. Yes. And attack it in just this way mm-hmm. so that the predator could blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I get that. And also, I'm like, maybe don't get too hung up on this stuff because I feel like it's very Harryhausen mm. at this point. Like, it's right. like... It's like stop motion stuff. It's like just get lost in the story. Don't get too yeah. hung up on the visuals. Yeah. Although I'm, I will bring up the visuals on Prey because I had a problem with how they uglified the Predator. Oh. He's always been sexy in his own way. In his own way. Uh, You've said that you are. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. I like the Predator. <laughs> <laughs> but I. His weird beady eyes. <laughs> and his weird mouth that opens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. But. In this one, in Prey, he was noticeably uglier. <laughs> yeah. If that if that was possible. But his abs were. were his abs were killing it. Killing it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, another here's another weird, weird thing that they changed in the show that I I I don't know how, uh, I don't know how to 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 describe. But basically, his punishment for Alex in the comics. It, okay, in the show, he says it's eternal, eternal. Dream, eternal sleeping, or something like that, and in the comics, it's eternal waking. Yeah, and it's very clear that in the comics, like you know, like when you like think you wake up from a dream, and then it turns out you're still dreaming. That's his punishment. Is he always like, oh, oh I had wow. the weirdest dream, and then it's like it's still dreaming, and he's like caught in this cool. like loop. This like it was like eternal slumber. Yeah, I was like, you like, mean he's dead? You mean he's dead? Like, he's dead. So I don't know. <laughs> Is he sleeping beauty? So am I gonna have to kiss him? Again, it's one of those. It's, it's a, it feels like a minor change. Like it's like a word, right? But it's like, why did you change that word? Did you feel like people wouldn't get it? Mm. But like, if you don't think they'll get it, then shouldn't you show not tell? Right. You know, like like what that means. Mm. But like to just say like eternal slumber, it's like just like I'm gonna put you to sleep permanently. It's yeah. Like I'm, well, then I'm killing you. So it doesn't sound as, I don't know. And they also make the Sandman, oh, no, nah, I'm not going to get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We're also going to be watching Uncharted today. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. We are going to be watching Uncharted yeah. today. I played all those games. 
Uh, <laughs> the uh, dude version of Tomb Raider is the what dude. I like to call it. Because they were like, oh, that's not fair. Dude Raider. Dude Raider. <laughs> Do you want to hear some reviews for Sandman? Yeah. I have quite a few. They're short. Can I Can I hear all of the, this show's so woke? Oh, the, oh yeah. Get ready, yeah. Get ready. So the first one says, nope, by Suego. You lost me the second I saw that little... <laughs> Oh, you'll like this one. I'm gone. You lost me the second I saw that little homunculus Pat Oswalt in this. <laughs> oh my god, they called him a homunculus. That's horrible. That's so mean. I know it's so mean, and if he's listening, I apologize, Patton. We love you, Patton. We really do. It's, I'm a huge fan. I love your Denny's joke. I fucking love that joke. It's not. It's not Patton. That's the problem. No. It's it's a casting thing or something. It's, I think so. I don't. And like I understand, like he's a very prominent nerd culture figure. Yeah. And you're going to get his, like, that's why Mark Hamill's here. You're like, mm-hmm. we want these people in here. But I also feel like his voice is just too distinct and too, his yeah. personality is going to come out of it. They're going to be like, be more like you, Patton. And I was right. gonna be like, let's f-ing go to hell. Like, yeah. I don't want that necessarily. <laughs> but anyway, homunculus. Pat Oswalt. That is the worst thing to say ever. <laughs> that hateful little man ruined any chance of me enjoying this. So this one is a no-go for me. This is being review-bombed. It's honestly great. Mm. So then I have Prophet saying, I've been a fan of the comics for over half my life. This adaptation is wonderful, and I can't wait for more. I think even those new to the story will find a lot to love. Mm-hmm. Anyone who uses IMDb regularly knows that there are people who review bomb anything they see as woke. Yes. Women in roles that used to be men, one out of ten. Mm-hmm. POC in roles that were originally white, one out of ten. Yep. Patton Oswalt, notorious <laughs> activist, plays talking raven, one out of ten. <laughs> wow. Hey. Oh my God. I'm being put with the closed minded asshole proud voice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to have to change my ways. Okay. Don't believe the hate. Oh, wait, wait. I am glad there's diversity. Said no one ever. What? Says Kristen QN Volushev. It sounds like she didn't. Go back to Poland. It sounds like she didn't change her Russian name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This is awful. I don't know how they managed to ruin a classic. I sincerely. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. You've read the comics. You know what it's about. And yet this is too woke for you? Issue one has Alex and Paul clearly as like a gay couple. It's like issue one. <laughs> well, well, what the fuck? How is she complaining? I don't know. How is this too diverse for her? I don't know. It's like clearly these people have never... This is what's so funny about these uh, reviews and why I'm reading. Is clearly you don't know the source material. Yeah. Like... <laughs> wow, that makes no sense. Let's see. Let's see. I... Uh, how they managed to ruin a classic. I sincerely hope Netflix stops producing series based on good comics or books. This is the worst thing I've ever seen on film by a mile. I will rate this 1 out of 10 with at least 10 different accounts. Thanks. So admitting that they're review bombing it. Mm. Funplay85 says, to all the woke comments, <laughs> imagine saying the show is bad because it's woke and it's Netflix's fault. We all know you've never read the comic. Yeah. The comic is woke since 1989 and Netflix has nothing to do with that. And yes, Lucifer can be a woman and death can be black. They are the endless. They could be who they want. Oh, uh, that guy gets it. Cosman Hubra says, LGBT crap, agenda overload. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's a great show. Could have been a 10-star experience. But the Gaylywood LGBT crap agenda is dialed to 11. It's too much. I was inches away from vomiting. 
Wow, it's, then you really shouldn't be watching dudes kiss. It's not even cool when you... They don't even kiss. They don't even kiss. They barely hold hands. He covers his dick. <laughs> it's not even cool when you consider it to be open-minded, because it isn't. It feels forced and extremely aggressive. Everyone is gay. This is extremely racist. R-A-S-I-S-T. <laughs> <laughs> what is a racist? It could have been a wonderful show. It is not. I don't know what they wanted. How is it racist? I don't know. Because Unity's white in the comics, and now she's black. Who's Unity? The girl who falls asleep. Uh, oh, okay. With the sleeping thing. Wait, so that makes it racist? I guess. Racist towards white people is what That's these, not a that's thing. What, that's what that's these, not a that, thing. That's what these people think, is it's racist towards white people if you... Have. But it's like, who gives a shit of Unity's whatever? Who cares? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Beautiful adaptation and very faithful to the original, says Gareth H. I see the anti-woke brigade have arrived <laughs> with their one-star reviews, pretending to be fans of the very progressive original material. Right. Sickening people. This is a very faithful adaptation of the original with many of the characters present all perfectly cast. Mm-hmm. True fans will not be disappointed. However, it remains to be seen how those new to the material will cope with it. And, like, uh, Gaiman had a very prominent uh, mm-hmm. trans character in 1989. Yeah. So I don't know how it's suddenly a woke problem. It's like you clearly didn't read the book. Or, yeah. Or it went way over way your head. Way over your head. <laughs> <laughs> You're reading it while it's tie. Who knows? So um, what, do you, what, what do you think? Green light or red light? Green this light. One? Greenlight, I liked it. As someone who is a fan of the comics, mm-hmm. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Will I... Am I hung up on some of the little changes? Like, I don't find the, the race gender swap. That's not a problem. That's not that, a thing. That, that's not a thing. Yeah. But like I said, like it's just like the things like the eternal slumber versus eternal waking. Mm-hmm. Little tweaks like that change... The meaning? The meaning. Okay. And I don't necessarily... I don't think it's a necessarily good change. Okay. Or like I said, making Alex more sympathetic. Yeah. Or, you know, giving Burgess another son mm. just so he can say, I, I want death, death to bring to back this, this son yeah. because I hate that guy right there. Yeah. <laughs> My eight-year-old son I'm pointing at. Yeah. I hate that kid. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like that was necessary. No. And I like, I like a more fully formed evil person. Mm-hmm. I am just evil because I fucking and evil. Yeah. You know, and like, so it is, I, I would say it's a green a green light for me. I will probably keep watching these. I know, I'll, I'll watch these. But, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, kind of what that last person said, the, the person in support of the show saying, however it remains to be seen how those new to the material will cope with it. I think that's also... It's not really a coping mechanism for me. Uh, for me, it's more the distortion yeah. Of the film. That's it. Was it. The, That's it, my it was problem. the way it was filmed is more of a hang up for you yeah. than the content. Because it literally makes me physically sick. Yeah. It, it was more, yeah, it's the more tangible aspects of filmmaking rather yeah. than the, the uh Yeah. The oh, I don't give a shit if they're trans or whatever. Hell, I've put trans women on covers left and right. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. I've been making gay covers since before it was popular. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't mean a thing to me. Yeah. 
But man, don't distort that film to make me physically sick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. You're going for atmosphere and mood and to be like, oh, look, it's a different world. Mm. And whenever you're going into this like kind of waking world, it changes. Yeah. I get mm. that. Like, <laughs> I get that. But that stylistic choice really makes me sick. Right. I get, I get, I get you. I get you. And completely. that pisses me off because I do think Dream is really cool. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see what he does. Yeah, I um I also I'm wondering how See, it's one thing to have the people who've never really read Sandman right. like you or people who say they've said it, read it and clearly <laughs> clearly have not either not or are idiots. Missed the point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in like a a more middle ground with Sandman. Love it. Mm-hmm. I've read it a few times and rereading it now. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not so married to it that I can't accept change. Right. You know, I think there are people who are diehard Sandman fans mm. where the the visuals on this show, I don't feel are as dark and gothy mm-hmm. as they are in the comics. It's much more dark in the, in the comics. Right. But, oh, God. I would, I, I'm sorry. I'm not crediting the artist, but it's a phenomenal, very mm-hmm. stylized type of art. Okay. That, sort of like the Hellboy Yes. Like, like a, I, I love like that look. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a very stylized look. Right. Or like a Paul Strowman, I think I'm getting that name right. It's a very stylized mm-hmm. look that you either like or you hate or whatever. Right. And I think it's nigh impossible to capture that. Yeah, on film. W- on film. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to do a full-on animated Yeah. Show, and which then I don't think it would be as cool. I don't know that it would be as cool. Because at that point, you're like, let's just read the comics, man. Yeah, just read like, the comics. Like, so... Right? I don't know how hung up people are going to be on some of those type of visuals. Yeah. You know. But does this make you want to read the comics? That's one question I did want to ask you. Not really. No? No. I think I'm getting everything I need to get. Right. But you're only watching the one episode. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, would you... I might continue reading then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They are dark and, like... Well, I don't want them to get too dark. <laughs> I need a nightlight. But, like, the one where he goes to hell and mm-hmm. deals with Lucifer, that's, like, a classic issue just of all comics ever made. Right. So, uh, so and again, that's a tall order to ask Netflix to <laughs> capture that. Right. So, I, I don't know. I think, I think... I think they did a great job, other than that did... whole distortion. I think it's fine... But it will never be as classic as the comic books. Well, yeah. It will be a fine show. If you like the comics, you will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But you will never, I don't think, love it. I don't think right. I love it. Okay. I, I'm not like, this is the greatest thing ever made. Like, and like, Whereas I think it's very easy for some people to look at Sandman, the comic, and say, this is my favorite comic ever made. Okay. No one's going to think that about Netflix's show. All right, right. I don't think. Okay. But I'm glad for everybody involved. I think everyone involved did a really good job, though. I think everybody involved did a great job. Yeah. And Neil Gaiman did have a hand in the screenplay. So oh. it's not like it's like was out of his hands. Yeah, exactly. You know, so so it, it captured what he wanted to capture. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I also wanted to tell people that uh, the newest season of Virgin River is out. So uh, <laughs> support that shit because I get paid a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, yeah, because I've done Virgin River covers. So yeah. those that you see in Walmart and stuff, I made those. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You sure did. Yeah. On that note, <laughs> pilot, that and you, you're you, you're shameless to plugging be, of yourself. Well, to be specific, I've only done the covers for books five, six, and seven so far. So if you see five, six, and seven out in the wild, those are mine. Those are Aaron's covers. Yeah. 
Piloting the pilots releases each Tuesday can be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else fine podcasts can be found. As always, you can contact us with any questions or rebuttals on Twitter at Pilot Pilots or email us, pilotingthepilots at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. I have two choices. I'm going to leave it up to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have outlines for both. Okay. So whatever you choose is fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> I figured there's a new TV show coming out next week, mm-hmm. and there's an old TV show. Would you rather do... Would you rather... <laughs> do the new A League of Their Own TV series. What? On Amazon Prime. What? Why did they do this? Or, or, why did that's they why do we're here. that? This is why we're here. Ugh. Or Space 1999 with Martin Lance. Space Mena. 1999. And Barbara Bain, whom I found out after we recorded the episode, were actually married for a very long I wanna time. I want to do Space 1999. Okay, so we're going to do Space That 19- sounds awesome. We're going to do Space 1999. It does sound pretty good. Yeah. League of Their Own sounds like bullshit. <laughs> I like the, the movie. Yeah, I love the movie. Yeah. So, I, I, so it's going to be garbage. 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 Throw it in the trash. Just garbage. <laughs> Stop ruining my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah. Stop so, revisiting all this awesome shit. Right. Just let it be awesome on its own. Well, yeah. I, I think also things can be just their thing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think... Oh, here's one thought, last thing. My last thought on Sandman. Okay. I don't think this show existing mm-hmm. either helps or hurts Sandman yeah. existing. Like I, I agree. It just exists. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's good. I think it's enjoyable. It's fun to experience these stories in a different way. Right. Slightly tweaked here and there, which we can argue forever whether those are good changes or bad changes. Some are good, some are bad, mm-hmm. whatever. But ultimately, I don't think it's impactful right. enough. Like, I think it's enjoyable. I'll watch them all. And if they do season two, I'll probably watch that too. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, Makes it never mind to me. But like, <laughs> but, like, it's not like seeing something totally mind-blowing. Like, I'm like, I this has changed my life. Right. This isn't the Beatles arriving in America. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, anyway, uh, sit on that. Next week, we'll be watching uh, A League of Their Own. No. We're going to be watching <laughs> Space 1999 with... At that time, spouses, Martin Landau and Barbara Vane. Awesome. So we get to see Cinnamon Carter again. It's about, do you get to the spoiler? Yeah. It's about uh-huh. the moon launching into space. Like there's an explosion on the moon that sends it hurtling through oh, space. Oh, my and f- they're God. Just, I bet the science on that is really on point. Yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to find out how that happened. Awesome. So Space 1999, I think it's on Peacock. It might be on CBS. Okay. Or Paramount Plus. It's one of those things. It's available. If it's on CBS, it is not go, all access. Go to Just Watch. It's available <laughs> somewhere. And we're going to we're gonna watch that. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch that thing. I'm excited about that. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Sweet dreams. Oh, God.